Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of the PhD Cast by the CBIS GPA. I'm Micah, and today I'm joined by my co-hosts Megan and Nate, along with our guest from last time and TikTok star, Rob <laughs> Colbert. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about preparing for your first year of grad school and surviving that year. Um, but first, I just want to hear from everybody. What did you do like immediately prior to, to getting here at RPI? Uh, I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> I uh, I got married probably two weeks before I moved here. <laughs> I can't say the same, so I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that's not common. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a quick change of uh, pace because it was like, got married, and then a week later we moved here, and then like two days after I moved, I started working in the lab. <laughs> Holy cow. Wild. It was okay. crazy. Yeah. Um, what did you guys do right before? I mean, I moved. I guess we, we all moved. We, we all, all moved, moved in. Too. None of us are well, from we the area. <laughs> yeah, we all moved from quite far, honestly. Three of us are from the western. Yep. Like what? The what am I trying to say? The best coast. The west coast. The west coast. Best coast. That was rough. West coast. Best coast. Um, west coast of Michigan is pretty good. Yeah, I would imagine. Are yeah. you sure about that? It's better at least than the east There's coast. There's a of west Michigan. coast of Michigan. Yeah, yeah. yeah there is. Yeah. Never, never really yeah, thought there. about that. I don't really think about the coasts of Michigan mm. ever. No. <laughs> um, so did you? Okay, did you guys drive? Because I, I flew from um, California. Uh, I had my car shipped from my uh, where my undergrad was in St. Louis all the way to New York, and then. Uh, I used my fiance's, so he relocated from St. Louis to Boston, and I used mm. his relocation package to move my stuff with him, <laughs> nice. um, which is where how I got like free <laughs> moving, well, free uh, sure. on someone else's company right. um, yeah. to move all my stuff over to the East Coast, and right. then I drove it up from Boston when I flew in. So more of the story is get engaged to someone who's, who's going to have to relocate. Move. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Do it for free. Do that That's in undergrad. Smarter. Find yeah, that, that person. Yeah. That, that would have been the strategy. It, for me, I, I drove from Arizona with my dad. We packed everything that I was going to have with me in my little four-door sedan wow. and oh, drove geez. like a total of 36 or 37 hours. We did it over three days. Wow. And uh, yeah, those were some those were some fun times. I would have hated A lot of stories. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm similar drive time to you, Rob, because I'm coming from Washington State. Um, oh, and so... I graduated, I think, two weeks before I actually moved here Oh. Um, because yeah. I started in the summer instead mm. of in the fall. Mm. And so I yeah, graduated, yeah. packed up everything, and then I drove by myself with like a U-Haul trailer. Oh, you were by <laughs> yourself? To my yeah. Car. Wow. Yeah. So all I by yourself? That's pretty impressive. Yep. Four days. That's well, very not impressive. all by myself. I did have my fish named Crookshanks. Oh. <laughs> uh, a little beta fish. That's kind of ironic, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> fish named Crookshanks? Isn't that just a great name for yeah. the fish? Come on. <laughs> that is. Yeah, that's true. Well, His legs don't work great. Aww. Crookshanks. It's a great name. Wow. Uh, he, um, I'm honestly very surprised he survived the trip, but he did. So what we was take that? those. I want to ask trooper. you a little bit about that drive. What was it like? Like uh, you were, you went all across the northern United States, right? Where I like. Did, did you drive yeah, down ninety? Like ninety the entire way down? Eighty. I bet you took. I think 80 I took out. eighty oh, it was because 80? Oh. so like the fa because oh, of how the highways work. Yeah, it was fastest for me to go pretty much down to Utah and then a oh, straight really? line straight across. Yeah, you, straight line the across down, the U.S. Oh, and then take eighty all the way yeah. towards like Chicago. Because yeah. like yeah. I needed to, to Chicago, miss right? the yeah. the Great Lakes and stuff, so I had to dip down Man, oh. south a little bit anyway. That's not what I would have thought um, to go from. Anyway, that's not the yeah. point of this episode at all. So I had, I think I had two <laughs> days that I was on one road 
for the whole day. Yeah. Yeah. Because like there's yeah, my day across right. like Nebraska oh, and Nebraska Wyoming or whatever. Worst. That day there. sucked. <laughs> out, out of all the states to drive through, Nebraska is the worst state. <laughs> no, no, no. Because I'm gonna so say so. Long. I'm gonna have to apologize to one of the one of the people in my cohort who uh, or who goes here <laughs> that used to live there. Uh, yeah, sorry if you live in New Mexico, honestly. Because oh, New Mexico is rough. New Mexico is what yeah. what comes to mind when people think Arizona. No. Mm. But like New Mexico is actually it, bad. There's actually mm. nothing. Yeah. Like Dang. if you drive through New Mexico, there's nothing. Yeah, it was a wasteland. Wow. And then you can't even civilization find food. for Albuquerque and then wasteland <laughs> yeah. for another like two hours <laughs> until you got to the other. Yeah. That's Dang. so true. Yeah. Oh, it was um, a long drive. Wouldn't do it again. <laughs> but it was, a, it was a crazy gradient getting up from, from like where I was, the absolute yeah, the, desert to the northeast. Because it yeah. was like, it was, it literally did steadily get more green. More yeah. Yeah. Like trees and It's very and, green and up here too. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you guys, um, I, I start, I didn't start till the fall. So I, I kind of do wish I started in the summer actually. Because uh, I think it would have made my transition a lot easier, a lot smoother. Probably. Um, mm-hmm. I also feel like I just wasted three months doing absolutely nothing at home Sure. when yeah. I could have been here and like get situated and started working on stuff. I think it would have helped with my fellowship applications to mm. get my hands dirty a little bit. Yeah. Um, did you guys like starting in the summer? I did. Yeah. Well, I started in um, July, so yeah, it wasn't yeah, like yeah. the beginning of the summer, you know, like I, yep. I started like two months before school mm-hmm. started, I guess. Yeah. But it was great because it was like I got to meet my lab mates mm-hmm. and do some, you know, some initial research and just get my hands dirty a little bit. Yeah. which was really nice. And then, like you said, like I had some experiences to like talk about actually yeah. for um, like doing fellowship applications. And then also like, I feel like this, the research I did that summer really got me a leg up and I was able to like get into a conference in the fall already. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. I feel like that's right. many people don't really that's get true. that nope. chance. So Yeah. Yeah. If you have an opportunity to start in the summer instead of the fall, I 100% recommend yeah, it. Because like, too. I didn't have a big break, but... That was fine because my my lab mates already weren't expecting the most of me <laughs> coming in because like right. you yeah. know yeah. I'm brand new to the lab. They mm-hmm. know that they're gonna have to show me the ropes and all that. So like the first couple of weeks was not the most most intensive time <laughs> of my life. And on top of that, I didn't have any of the RPI like specific orientation yeah, I needed right, to do. Right, yep. right. I yep. didn't have classes. Yeah. So like everything was just like meet my lab mates, understand the work, get yeah. the papers. Yeah. And, and figure things out. And that made it really easy. Well, like, once classes once, started. Yeah, exactly. Because mm-hmm. I, I was already I, in the groove. I really wish I started in the summer instead. Because I feel like I went from graduating, doing nothing academically stimulating at all for like 100 days. Yep. And then moving and then going to orientation. I think it was like TA orientation yeah. was the first thing I had. Yep. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. being like, oh, my gosh, I'm in school again with a bunch of people I don't know. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. I vaguely remember faces of from uh, recruitment mm-hmm. um, and then like trying mm-hmm. to restart everything. Um, yeah. And then at the same time, yeah, TAing, taking classes, mm-hmm. research, writing up fellowship applications, writing a lit review. Yeah. I kind of died. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that's brutal. That first semester is a really it's big ramp tough. up. Like you yeah. have so many different responsibilities yeah. that you don't have in undergrad. Like undergrad, yeah. it's just it's just your classes you're thinking about. Yeah. yeah. And then you go to grad school and you're for sure doing research. You're for sure taking classes. You're yep. pro- you might also be a TA also. Yep. Plus mm-hmm. all these other things you got to think about, like fellowships and you know papers and stuff like that. Like building yourself yeah. already professionally. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So hard to like know how to divvy up your time yeah. right away. I think uh, I feel like something I always tell first years 
is remember what your priority is. And it's actually mm. not classes. It's not classes, Which is right. this weirdest mindset for someone who, like if you're in grad school, you were very academically motivated in undergrad. Like you mm. cared about your classes. You, yep. Classes were your number one priority. That's right. the only way you probably got into grad school, right? Right, right. Mm. And so to have to switch that mindset and have to, like loosen the grip, <laughs> loosen the control <laughs> that you have over studying for classes is really tough for people that are in grad school, I think, um, yeah. at least from people that I've talked to. So just remembering that just, you know, there, there's probably a minimum GPA you have to have to do certain qualifications in your PhD mm. program. Mm -hmm. That's all you need. Really, no one looks at your GPA no. in yeah. grad school. So you, yeah. you really need to remember that you don't need to be getting a 4.0. Yep. Yep. No, I know You're, that I actually struggled with that a bit yeah, personally because my, yeah. I got to the point where my PI was like, why are you getting A's in all these classes? <laughs> yeah, right, because it does not matter. <laughs> Just stop yeah. it. Your PI will stop yell at you if you <laughs> yeah. get two yeah. other grades. Exactly. <laughs> like, you don't have to try this hard. No, yeah, it's tough. It's a tough mindset, <laughs> I think. Um, who Did you bring it up last episode about time management, yes. like how vital that is? And yep. I think your first semester really tests that. Yes. Just because of all the stuff um, Nate said, like you're balancing so much, so many things and you don't know how to manage your time because you don't have yep. structure anymore. Yep. You're not taking classes, yeah. like five classes a day. You're taking like maybe one. Mm -hmm. And then you have the rest of the day to do anything you want. Yep. And so yep. you need to figure out like what schedule you want to work with. And the um, volume of work is undoubtedly higher. Oh, absolutely. Mm. It's definitely oh, higher. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember, I mean, like, especially when you're in your senior year of undergrad, the really the only thing that you have to contend with usually is capstone. Yeah, right? exactly. And like, unless you're really on like a on like a design task deadline or like right. on, on crunch before you have to create your prototype. I don't know. Obviously capstones are different for different <laughs> professions, but um, yeah, I mean, once you got to grad school and again, all the things that we've been talking about, um, you, you, the reason that you have to plot your time so effectively is that there's only so many hours in the day. Yeah. Like you really like, yeah. and you're still going to be putting in nights. You're still going to be yeah. putting in weekends, yeah. Yeah. especially for fellowship applications mm. oh, and absolutely. things like that. Um, so yeah, just be ready for it. Yeah, mm. it's a wild time. I think you have to mentally prepare, though. I feel like I had a lot of people tell me it's going to be rough. Like, yep. I saw PhD students in my undergrad have it rough. And I was like, this is going to be rough. And I just mm. have to be okay with it. Yep. And it was just as rough as I thought it was going to be. But mm -hmm. I knew it was going to be rough. So it wasn't too disappointing, I guess. Yeah, being, like, mentally and emotionally <laughs> prepared for it definitely yeah, helps. Yeah, yeah. Don't mm -hmm. walk in thinking your first semester is going to be a breeze. <laughs> no, I mean, no, is it going to get no. tougher? Absolutely. I think my first year compared to what I'm doing now, absolutely a breeze. Yep. Right? But it's still tough to what you've been used to. Yep. So, like, you know, I don't know. Be prepared. Yeah, no. <laughs> Men mentally preparing, understanding it's going to be a transition no yeah. matter what. Right? Yep. And, and you've got to accept that things are going to be rough. Yeah. You know, things are... Like, I think uh, for time management-wise and stuff, right, this is the only time I've ever even considered having a calendar Oh, my planner. gosh. Okay, we've been, Micah's been talking about this, this for the last couple of weeks, and I don't understand how you have functioned for the last eight years without a calendar. Yeah, that's absolutely crazy. How do you even plan experiments? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's just in my head, right? I know, the, the I know when the cells are going to be ready, anything? and then... Everything, like, I write dates on everything in the lab, so oh I know my. how old everything there is. Yeah, but, like... This is just such a risky game, I that feel is like. So risky. How is it risky? I don't oh understand. You need it to makes get a no calendar. Sense. <laughs> that is insane. I, I literally only made down. a calendar because I accidentally to forgot to go to a haircut appointment that I had. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that was the I've Eureka moment for him. <laughs> 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 not oh not you forgetting to passage cells the or something. The most benign oh thing it possibly could have been. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that I also don't keep a calendar for... No. for okay, but, but <laughs> I do keep a really 
I guess, comprehensive record of everything that I do. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like everything, everything is written. I have a written calendar on a, on like a daily and even like three or four day basis. Yeah. But I don't like I don't have everything planned out for like okay during this ten to fifteen minute segment I'm going to be doing this oh. for these two I'm hours I'm going to do this. Oh, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. Well, how do you do that when like a PhD is so volatile? Oh, yeah. so yeah. I give myself a lot of buffer time. Okay. Um, okay. I, the reason I have everything on my calendar is because I have a lot of meetings for a lot of different things. Okay. And so mm -hmm. like in order for me to remember and visualize how much time I'm spending on one project versus another, yeah. or like if I'm spending way too much time doing extracurriculars this week instead of research, it's like a way for me to visualize. Mm. The other mm. thing is like there's a lot of downtime in the stuff I do, right? Like for mm. example, today, right now, I yep. am waiting for a time point yep. that's in a couple hours. Yep. So like for me to know on my calendar, I have six hours of time between when I seed these cells and when I can do um, my time point. Mm. Like I can schedule things in like one hour meetings or record two episodes of a podcast. Yeah. But why um, would you even need a calendar for that? If it's six hours in the same day, you just know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, like so that doesn't make sense to me to, to be a calendar thing. I oh think, my gosh. I don't know. I don't, I mean, you're saying that everything would be in your head, Micah, but yeah. um I think what, what works really well for me is it's something something in the middle of YouTube. Yeah. Like we definitely have two opposite ends. Of the <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so like what I do great. generally is, um, and I'm trying to get even even better in like with my forethought. Mm -hmm. But generally what it what it looks like is that I'll plan my day. Yeah. The night before. Yeah. Um, and so I have a, a set of objectives that I'd like to fulfill. Right. Um, and I organize them into categories. It's like these are all the things that I need to do for cell culture. Sure. These are all the things that I need to do for analysis. Yeah. Um, these are general lab duties or like packages. And then I check it off as I go throughout the day. Yeah. And having that checked off list at the end of the day really helps with that feeling of like, okay, I accomplished things. Oh, that's I, good. I did good things. I think that works. But yeah. yeah. I mean, that's I think smart. writing it down at least is a minimum. Please do that. Because the other thing is there's little things your PI says, right? Um, Not like everyone I, can be Micah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, like if, if your PI told you to do something, like send an email to this collaborator, like, do you just keep it in your head? How do you remember? So if my PI, so I meet with my PI every week, yeah. which works great for me. Yeah. Uh, because it's easy to remember because it's the same time every week. <laughs> it doesn't even need to go in the calendar. <laughs> right. And so yeah. when I meet with my PI, she'll tell me, oh, I, I always have like, I, we go through a little presentation yeah. of what I've done this week, what I'm doing this next week. Yeah. And so if she says, oh, I need you to do X, Y, Z, that just goes on the notes of what I'm doing next oh week. My. Oh. And then okay. throughout the week, I can just look at that presentation and be like, oh, yeah, I've done this, this, this. I need to still email this person. Wow. Yeah. Little little trick here, yeah. right? I also use these for all my research updates, right? So every single week, I have figures that I've created that week. Yeah. And so my research updates are really easy. If you're... That's true. So that can make... Makes yeah. my life so easy to make new presentations. Mm -hmm. I think this conversation shifts us into um, a discussion about like... I think what is like a really important broad theme that we're kind of talking and touching on here is uh, that you have to find what works for you. Yeah, individually. yeah, 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 that's, yeah very that's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's so so true. And I slightly different clearly, people. Yeah. Clearly we function differently, but like it's still effective. Like I feel mm. like we, neither of us really forget to do money things like, yes. for the most part. Yep. Um, and I feel like it, it works for us and how we function, right? Yep. Um, mm. Do I need to be super anal and make sure everything's on my calendar? Yes. Yes. But Micah doesn't, and that's okay. <laughs> um, I think your first first year, if you haven't already figured it out in undergrad, right, your first mm. semester is a good time to try those things out. Yep. Because mm. um, you do have a little bit of leeway. You're not necessarily knee-deep into a research project. You're not knee-deep mm -hmm. in lab yet. Mm -hmm. So you have time to kind of figure out what works for you. And really give it a concerted effort, too. Yeah, you, know, yeah, like, you need uh, to. Yeah. With a lot of these, like... 
I think a lot of this stuff, like time management and everything, kind of falls under the category of like general self-help things. Yeah. And a yeah. lot of people kind of half-ass it. I don't know yeah. if I can cuss on this. No, but you like, can. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, actually give it like a, a good couple of weeks mm -hmm. trying to do something that you're trying to get used to because that's yeah. the only way that you can really build it into a habit, into yeah. something that could actually be productive. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I'll say that one thing that I like definitely started doing that I didn't do before is um, I find that I work a lot better in terms of like anything that's like writing or emails or anything like that. I do a lot better if I go to a public space, like coffee mm. shop, mm. like some of my most productive <laughs> days slash evenings, writing up my NSF fellow fellowship application, for example, <laughs> or, you know, writing lab reports or review papers was in Starbucks. Mm -hmm. I, like, mm -hmm. the number of times I've seen Rob at Starbucks when I pick it up mm -hmm. before class. Really? I, I, I truly, like now whenever I walk into the Starbucks near our campus, you I'm just like, expect to see Rob. where's Rob? And then Bruce I remember, says, I remember it's name, COVID and he can't be there anymore, but. Uh, they opened up the cafe, so I'm there all the time again now. Oh, are you? Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, it's a good day at, yeah. uh, they don't even make you wear masks anymore. Oh, yeah, it's that's true. That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Find find a place. So I remember um, you guys will t hear more about this class in our NSF episode, but we have this class called Discussions, and it's basically like a seminar kind of series course for uh, PhD students in our department. Um, and it just talks about a bunch of various topics, really super random, honestly. But I remember the teacher our first year saying, you know, you need to figure out a time to dedicate to read literature or just mm -hmm. you know write um, and find something that works in your schedule. For him, it happened to be early in the morning. I am not a morning person. Yep. Mm -hmm. I have still yet to figure out what my <laughs> optimal time for writing is. <laughs> really struggling with that. Um, but you yep. know, you just need to find. It, you don't. It doesn't have to be a nine to five. Like your yep. grad school doesn't need to be a nine to five. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. We talked about this with Joppa. Joppa worked like a. 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. and then a 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. kind of oh shift gosh. thing. It was the most um, bizarre thing. And it worked for him. He's out. I mean, <laughs> uh, figure out what works for you. Again, your mm -hmm. first semester is your chance. It's a little tough with classes, right? But like, mm -hmm. um, you know, this is your time to figure out what schedule you can work out of. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, you have a lot of free time your first year, I feel like. Yeah, that's actually part of the reason that uh, when when they gave us these rigid schedules that we had to contend with, like that was a huge obstacle for both mm. Dan and I because we're both, I would say, night owls. Yeah, we're definitely more productive in the evening. We typically stay yeah. up pretty late. Yeah, and we usually sleep until like maybe nine or ten in the morning. <laughs> that's like the optimal. But like, yeah. everyone's like, mm, you should probably correct that before. Yeah. You're <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so. Yeah, but I mean, it's okay now. Like, it works for you guys, right? It does. Yeah. It works very well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say my optimal time is, like, 9 to 3 p.m., and that's it. Like, as far <laughs> as, like, doing, like, writing and, like, sending emails and things like that. Like, Where I the just, brain is really yeah. on. Well, that's, yeah. That's, that's the thing as well, right? Like, everyone talks about the stereotypical 9 to 5, but, like, how many of those hours are, are actually productive? Yeah. Usually not a, even, like, a third. Yeah. True, so true. Whenever I get hungry, <laughs> <laughs> dips down. The post-food coma. I feel like yeah. the, uh, the other thing about uh, grad school, uh, and you guys, I don't know if this applies to you, but I found that I multitask almost constantly. Like, yep. Yep. you know, if I'm in lab and for example i'm passaging cells and i'm mm. waiting for my cells to spin down i you have, have six minutes minute or right whatever, in six yep. minutes i respond to all the emails i get during mm -hmm. that six minutes and then mm. you know i ethanol spray down and, and go back into the hood yep. and i feel like i would not be able to function if i didn't multitask like that at, at all of my downtime so i hate working when i get home um so for that i need to be absolutely productive when i'm on campus mm -hmm. which means that yeah. i'm constantly working on something like mm -hmm. right now if i could 
I would be answering an email, but I can't because I have to participate in this conversation. Well, so. we're, we're not holding you hostage. <laughs> I would like okay. everyone to please, please know. Megan is here of her own free will. Mm, sure. You uh, can't say the same for TikToks, though. <laughs> you are great in that TikTok. Thank you. So. Thank you. How many oh. are we? Are we still at only like six or seven views? Yeah, that, for that? one did not get yeah, viewed. That's I don't disappointing. Know why. All right, if you guys are far. watching or watching this, if you guys are listening to this, check us out on TikTok. Micah is our TikTok chair, and Rob is in a lot of these TikToks I now. Am, yeah. TikTok star. Um, and so, like, they're kind of funny. They're actually really funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you are have ever been in a lab. They're they're really relatable, so oh, you should God. G- give it yeah. a plug, Michael. What's our official TikTok? Uh, we're handle? at the PhD Cast. Just like so every single other one else. Yep. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Consistency. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. What else was a struggle my first oh. year? So mm. one thing I want to actually jump in on yeah. with scheduling is make sure you schedule time to be with your senior students. Mm. Yeah. Because so like when I joined, I knew that two of my senior students were probably leaving at mm-hmm. the end of the next year. And so I tried to spend a lot of time working with them yeah. before they left. Mm-hmm. And that helped me a ton transitioning into the lab, made sure I had a like broad, uh, like exposure, I guess, to everything our lab does. Yeah. And on top of that, they also made sure that I got included in like our BME wide events, for example. And if you're a first year, I, I understand that you feel busy, but you should do social events. You You should should go out Mm -hmm. to outreach things. Yeah. Enjoy your time. Because if you just dedicate everything to being busy and in a PhD program, yeah. it's going to be a rough first year. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. use that freedom of scheduling to allow yourself to take 3 to 5 p.m. to go to some random social event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come back in the evening and, and do your work. You know, yeah. I think that's a huge thing that uh, a lot of people end up missing out on, I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah. I feel like uh, I like your point about, you know, making sure you talk to other people in your lab. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's an experience, like especially if you're in a lab that has older students that do work that you do, it's super helpful. Yeah. Um, neither Nate nor I had older students in our lab that did what we did. Very so true. our first yeah. year was really spent on figuring everything out ourselves. Yep. Um, and that does take a lot of time and it can be kind of disheartening. Um, mm. but again, it's your first year, not, you're not expected to know how to do everything yet. Yep. That mm. don't put that expectation on yourself. I yeah. did that to me. Yeah. That was dumb. Uh, <laughs> um, so like just, you know, you, that is also your time to figure out how to lab, like how to make your protocols, how to, you know, set up your cell culture, how to do all of that. Mm. Um, and you have the free time to figure that out and with mm. zero expectation on actually getting stuff done mm-hmm. for a bit. I will say that it's not at all an exaggeration to say that it takes a village to get a PhD. I mean, you have these anomalies, these geniuses that are going through and, and like just through sheer motivation and intelligence, yeah. like mm-hmm. make it through by themselves. Everyone else, including me especially, I think really needs that that social support system. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Both both professionally and socially. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. you know, on one hand, if you develop good relationships with your lab mates, then you're getting all that technical expertise mm-hmm. and all the things that don't make it into protocols yeah. that, that yeah, are arguably right. just as, if not Absolutely. more important very than true. what's in the protocol. Yeah. So true. Um, yeah. And then you have, for example, Micah. So in my current situation, I, 
I don't, I don't have anyone in the yeah. lab that I can rely mm -hmm. on. I'm the only person operating in my lab. And if I didn't have Michael working two bays away from me, I don't know that I'd still be sane. Yeah. I'm still a little insane, but like, he's helped me out a lot. Yeah, um, no. That's very yeah, true. that's a good point. I feel like I was someone in undergrad who never asked for help. Mm -hmm. um, I just was too shy. I was too much of an introvert, and I didn't want to bo bother anyone. Yep. Mm -hmm. But my first year, I realized that I'm never going to get anything done if I don't just ask very someone true. for help. Yeah. yeah. Especially, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, PhD thesis is supposed to, you're supposed to be the first one to do some of the stuff in your thesis or answer those questions. Mm -hmm. But the protocols you're using doesn't have to be, you don't have to be the first one to do all of yeah. it, right? Yep. Someone else has to have done it at some point or some version of it. So mm -hmm. reach out to those people. You don't need to make everything up yourself. You're not trying to reinvent the wheel completely, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, so this is your time to reach out to not just senior students in your lab, but your department. Mm -hmm. Get yeah, to know them sure. so that, you know, if they are using a technique that you'll have to use later down in the line, you can reach out to them a lot more easily. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I feel like uh, it's your time to meet people your first year. I feel like I was able to attend way more social events my first year and a half than I did since then. Also COVID well, happened after yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, <there's a> big <laughs> that might have been it actually. <laughs> Yeah, it's really um, fortunate that I think these these incoming first years are actually going to get an experience. I, I can't like yeah. the, the second years now, the rising second oh, years. I, I yeah, I feel <laughs> so bad for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it's rough. I feel like you really do need a social support system. Mm. Oh, Our department sure. is really good at that. I think compared to some other departments. I think so. Or other universities, honestly. Yep. Um, yeah. But we definitely check in with each other, um, especially like Rob and. What's the Rob and my year? Rob's and my year. What am I trying to say? What's the gra correct grammar for that? I don't know what I you're trying to say. I'm trying to say Rob and my year, oh, but it would be okay. Rob's and my year. Rob's and my Why year. Why am I struggling? Yeah, Rob's right and my year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that Rob's and my weird, year. Doesn't it? All right, sorry. All right. right, I'm gonna jump back in. <laughs> uh, Rob's in my year, where there's a, it's a large amount of people. There's like 20 of us. Yep. Um, but I feel like. Uh, we're really, really close, and we always check in with each other, yeah. like as we progress, and we kind of know what where everyone's mm -hmm. at with their PI mm -hmm. and with their projects, and we're like, yeah. you're going through a tough time right now. Are you mm -hmm. doing okay? Do you mm -hmm. want to hang out? Do you want to have a wine night? Um, and so reach out, you know, your cohort, your year that you enter with, they're going to be super close. You guys are in the same boat for where you're at with your program mm -hmm. for the most part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, make that make that first year group me <laughs> within use, your first use week. Use the group me too. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, Nate, have you uh, installed group me yet? Oh my gosh, We're working on it. <laughs> Nate, please, how are how are you going to come play tennis with me if you <laughs> install group me? Oh man, we were talking we were talking about COVID stuff, and yes. I feel like one thing that really like hit me during the whole like COVID thing was my source of motivation. <laughs> yeah. Um, because especially working remotely, I realized that I don't, I don't always feel motivated to work. Yeah. You know, and so then like what what is actually motivating me? Yeah. And I f I feel like most of the time for me it's just it's pure deadlines like stress. <laughs> yep. You know. Yep. Like I get stuff done the day before something is due really really efficiently. Yes. But the, but the other, t you know, days of the week when I don't have any immediate deadlines, it's harder for me to get mm. motivated. And I feel like that's a big part of PhD life is just, you know, you're working independently. Like, sure, you yeah. have, like, people that can help you when you get stuck. But day-to-day, mm -hmm. -day, like, what is motivating you to, like, keep going? And yeah. I think that's something that I wish I had identified or, like, you know, 
known about myself a little bit better before I came into the PhD program. Yeah, I think it's something that people will continue to struggle with throughout their PhD. I mean, it's something that I definitely still contend with. Mm -hmm. um, at one point, I know that, uh, and it's it's also part of your student PI relationship. Um, yeah. Some PIs are really hands off. Yeah. And that's while true. that can be excellent in terms of you know letting you do whatever you need to do. Um, if you're not properly motivated, you can have these huge spans of time mm -hmm. where you're not really mm -hmm. getting anything done. Mm -hmm. yeah. So if that's if that's if you are that sort of person that Nate and I think I I definitely agree with his situation quite a bit, then um, I think you owe it to have that conversation with your professor mm -hmm. and be like, um, listen, let's establish some more, um, I guess, parsed out deadlines, mm -hmm. um, so that we're actually meeting these experimental time points. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's some accountability. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That, again, great thing to talk to your PI about sooner than later. Yes. So right when you come in, just let them know, you know, hey, I think for me, it's best if we meet once a week. Once a week. Yeah. Yep. Or if you are going to be that more independent style, you can say, hey, I, I would love to have it like biweekly, even mm -hmm. monthly, whatever, whatever works for you. Mm -hmm. But yeah. But for me, I know. My weekly meetings make make my life easy because I know yeah. exactly what I'm doing in a week, every yeah, single yeah. week. Yeah, it's like it's just the amount yeah. of structure that you need without being like yeah. overbearing. Yeah. Without needing to have a calendar. And so mm. Exactly. <laughs> no calendar necessary because everything <laughs> is within, you know, these seven days. Yep. And then, and like, <laughs> like we're saying, right, I still have freedom because like yeah, do. Yeah. I'm letting my professor know what I've done. Mm -hmm. And like, if I do need help and I can be like, oh, I don't really understand why we would have seen this. Yeah. She can give me feedback. But if I see something, I'm like, oh, I think it's because of this. She's just like, oh, go for it. You know? Yeah. So mm -hmm. uh, I, my PI is very supportive. I'm very appreciative of that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so even with the weekly meetings, yep. I still have a ton of freedom. Mm -hmm. and, and that's works really well for me. So yeah. figuring out what it is going to, what it's going to be for you is. I think a huge priority. Yeah. yeah. I feel like uh, I'm going to put a plug in for another episode that we have coming up um, with a special guest, one of our professors here in our department, Dr. Ledette. But I think your first year is a good time to reevaluate why you're getting your PhD and what mm -hmm. you want out of it. Mm -hmm. um, you don't obviously need to start applying to jobs. That that's not necessary, but try to rem try to think about like, you know, what skills are you hoping to gain from your PhD that can help you get a job you're interested in? Because mm -hmm. then that can help you figure out if you need to get trained on a certain core equipment or, you know, um, you want to tweak your thesis aims to be a certain direction instead. And then you can start having those conversations earlier. And I think it also helps with motivation a little bit, like knowing that you're working towards a very specific plan. At least that helps me. Like yes. I know I'm applying or I'm working towards a very specific kind of job and career path, mm. which mm -hmm. is now making me want to work even harder so I can get the heck out of here and get a job <laughs> and get paid right, more. Yeah. Um, but, you know, keep that in mind as you're kind of working through so you don't get bogged down by the fact that you're just in lab all the time <laughs> with no end in sight, you know. Uh, I know that I said in the previous episode that um, one of the primary reasons that I chose to get a PhD is, I mean, it was just purely economical, yeah. practical and everything. But like you, you do have to have the why. Yes. You have to have the why figured out. Yeah. That's definitely Absolutely. my primary source of motivation. And it can't just be, um, you know, I just want to get the degree to get the degree. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's always something down the line that you're working toward. Yep. Um, exactly. And so that was something that, uh, that, I struggled with personally a lot because it was just like, well, what are, what are you going to do with this? Mm -hmm. um, like when, whenever you're going through this huge research endeavor, um, what is it all going toward? Mm -hmm. um, 
And if you have that figured out, it makes it monumentally easier yeah. to, to do all the work and to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you're essentially just by default carving out your path for the future. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's a good way of putting that. Any other struggles from our first year or lessons that we've learned now that we're not even close to being a first year anymore? <laughs> now that we're all old. <laughs> we're all But old. not really old. <laughs> we're PhD old or something. We're, I yeah, don't know. yeah. Senior grad students, is that what they call us now? Mm-hmm. Definitely find a way to be physically active. Oh, yes. I suck at this. Oh. Definitely find a way. Like for it's it's definitely it's different for for everyone. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, for yeah. me especially, I feel like if I didn't if I didn't work out at least three or four times a week, mm-hmm. I would just feel awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so mm-hmm. whether it's running, whether it's strength training, yeah, or even you know tennis, ball sports, exactly. I mean, like, that's. <laughs> Yeah, you know, find find something, and yours is is great because it like necessitates having a group Multiple of people. people so yeah. 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 yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think uh, as someone who does not do enough physical activity, I probably should do more. <laughs> I think you, I think you could broaden that to like find something outside of research that you find enjoyable yep. to do. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately for me, a lot of that is just professional development. Like I really enjoy doing things for professional development, mm. um, which is kind of lame, I think. But also like you yeah, know, hobbies. Like Nerd. we talked about for a really long time. Um, yeah, I think you gotta find something you like, preferably with other people in grad school, so you can drag them out of lab. Um, just like we dragged mm-hmm. Rob out from lab for oh these episodes, <laughs> literally last minute. He had no <laughs> warning for these. <laughs> it turned out well. I feel like we did. Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. This is great. Mm-hmm. This is great. Yeah. I think, yeah. Hobbies are huge. I hobbies think are huge. again, it's just one of those ways to make sure that you're not having a miserable time. Yes. Yes. Um, absolutely. yeah, I think just, yeah. Talking, talk to everybody, make friends. Just talk to people because <laughs> you never you never know when you know you're all of a sudden you're like oh shoot I need to do this one thing yeah. it's a good thing Megan knows that thing <laughs> that I had no idea I would ever need to do yeah, you know that's true no stuff like, like that a PhD can be an incredibly isolating experience oh yeah absolutely I mean like the the nature of a PhD is that you're endeavoring to do something that no one else, no one has, else done, has done mm-hmm. yeah and you are doing it yeah. You know, like even if even if your work is derivative of, of some established work that's either been done either directly at your lab mm-hmm. or you have protocols and experiments that, that you know, you, a backlog of these. Yeah. It's it's you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all you at the end of the day. Um, that's dark. And so, again, <laughs> and that's that's exactly why we keep hammering home this yeah. have a support system. Yeah, absolutely. Have, mm-hmm. have a social life, yeah. even though that seems a little oxymoronic in our line of work. Yeah. But like it's it more important, important than it is. Almost anywhere else, yeah. I would argue, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah, I think grad school made me an extrovert. I, w- I feel like I was such a shy person until grad school, and then I was like, I need to talk to people, otherwise I'm just going to go crazy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Same. I'm way more extroverted <laughs> here than ever before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, what do you think? I think, I feel like we're good. We hit a good time point. Mm-hmm. Nate, any last thoughts? we got to get you in here more. Yeah, I mean... You know, if you want to get married, do it, but um, <laughs> it is, yeah, it's, it's worth it, but maybe, maybe give yourself a little yeah, bit more time. Is the buffer. first year easier with, with, a, uh, with my, with yeah, your wife? Yeah. yeah. I would say it was, 
way easier. Does it help that she's also a PhD it student? Helps, <laughs> it helps in the, in the same building. monumentally. Oh my it helps gosh. monumentally that she is in the same boat as me. So <laughs> It's insane. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're going to get married, apparently find someone who you're going to go to school with. <laughs> or that can give you some Or that can give you a transport. free yeah, <laughs> relocation. Free, free relocation or <laughs> they go to school with you. Nothing in between. Those are the two Everyone else yeah. is useless. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, uh, dating also helps in terms of, like, you know, getting married, um, oh. establishing relationships. <laughs> well, speaking of dating, so. Rob. Yeah. For everybody out there, <laughs> Rob is... <laughs> Wow. An eligible bachelor. <laughs> let's, let's go down the, the resume. I'm a TikTok star. Abs- yeah, huge TikTok uh, star. Fourth year you, PhD. You can identify him from his dark glasses and turtleneck Turtle sweater. Neck. Oh my! Uh, so check us out. Check Rob out. <laughs> Get this man a partner for life, so he doesn't have an isolating experience in grad school. And with that, we're going to wrap up <laughs> yeah. season two, episode two of the PhD cast by the Cebus GPA. If you're interested in a specific topic or you want to uh, have us answer your questions, email us at cebusgpa at rpi.edu, or you can message us on social media via Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. Follow us on TikTok. And also, we hope your brain is soft and wet and that all your differences are significant. That one's for you Brooklyn Nine-Nine fans. See ya.